I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight. You let me know everything's alright. America, and we are back. I am pleased to rejoin the pod. Jack and Metcalf, thank you so much for holding it down. As always, Jack, welcome back. Hello, Conrad. Um, glad as always to hear from you, especially after missing you. You know, I always consider these a nice weekly check-in between friends <laughs> uh, where we just rotate with whoever we want. Um, yeah, t- t- today our friend is Zach Telford, who's been wanting to come onto the pod for the last couple of weeks. And uh, Telford, how's it going? Yeah, it's it's about damn time. That's all I'm going to say with that. I don't know what happened last week. I offered to be on the pod, and then no, you're next, being thing a you know, bitch last week. next thing you know, you get cucked out of it, and if there's no guests. So, you know, happens par for the course. I understand why y'all don't want to talk to the top scorer this far. But hey, we move, brother. Brother, aren't you gonna go down like three right now? Like, oh, are you projecting a win already for yourself when the game hasn't even started? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm 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 right there. Uh, we play, we play, we play. According to according to Metcalf's story, Jack does not believe in God, the betting gods, karma, or any of that. So, Jack, I don't know why you're so worried right now. Well, he's above all that. Uh, it's a couple. Uh, it's a couple things. It's more so just the idea of Conrad running to the group chat and being like, "I drink some guys. I drink. <laughs> <laughs> I got him." Um, but besides that, we're all chill. We're good vibes. Good vibes for tonight. Well, I mean, Telford. I think you know you and I, especially you, because um, I've been on the pod every week except for the last one. Maybe some. Uh, some some flares we've been taking the past couple of weeks here to d- defend ourselves. Uh, I guess first and foremost, uh, what is your response to the Telly special allegations? Yeah, the Telly special. It's neither here nor there. I'm used to it. Uh, probably the most yeah, hated, to. most most hated team in the league. Time and again, brother, brother, we know it's Conrad. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> what happens when you have the best drafts in the league back to back years and. Your team slowly, slowly dilapidates off that. But here's here's some stats for you. You know, I know Jack likes numbers. He's no longer an unemployed piece of shit. So I'm gonna <laughs> drop some. Uh, I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you guys. All right. I've only had one week where I've scored under 97 points, and I won that week. Every other week has been 98, 99, 145, 129, 150 in there. This week looking like it's 111 and a half. Listen, we're all good. I'm good in the West, as John Moran would say. I'm not too worried about that. Hey dumb, hey dumb fuck! I've I've only had one week where I've scored underneath a hundred, and I'm two and four. So let's 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 not act like that's a big accomplishment here, Telford. How many and, points have you scored this year, man? Uh, an even, an even going at it. I don't know. I haven't checked. Eighty fewer than I I'm have. Not, hey, I'm not an analytics guy. I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a lunch pail. You know, memorize the playbook. Just see how it produces on the field. Big hits, big plays. Fellas, either way, I think we can agree three most he hate me teams on the pod right now. Uh, you know, we we put a target on our back, and uh, I'm I'm glad to deliver every week. 
What are you? What me? What have I done? Alfred, any any call oh. here on on a? I mean, the floor of a hundred was pretty egregious. Time and again, <laughs> it's all. I'm good. I'm good. And then back to back sad seasons. You know, brother, brother, this season ain't over. Very all true. Right. We're only halfway through. Also, start talking shit when you've gotten a playoff win. Ooh. <laughs> That's tough, Telford. That is, you're you're currently is. living in the Telly special. I understand. <laughs> and there's no comeback for my lack of playoff wins, but there'll be, be a year. There'll be a year. So, for context for our listeners, um, this is being recorded right as the 49ers versus Vikings game kicks off. It is 8.15 Eastern time. So we'll probably uh, to jinx Jack even further. We'll probably see Jack beat Telford on this pod. A few other things are undecided. Most notably, the one we'll cover last, which is Joe's game against Naswad. Um, but let's let's start with uh, what's been essentially decided um, with uh, with two of our folks today on the pod. Jack, um, I'll, I'll start with your team, even though you're currently trailing by uh, by two points. Um, I guess I guess I, this is a, a nice mixed bag of very encouraging things and very discouraging things. I would underline uh, Etienne and Puka and Jameer Gibbs as all very exciting developments. Etienne continues to get two touchdowns every game. Puka, a classic, no touchdown, but 20-point game. And then Jameer Gibbs, with no opportunity, he sees that and got 23 points. So that that side, you got to be feeling good. You know, Conrad, I've been wanting to say this. Is Cooper Cup startable with Puka Nakua in the lineup? <laughs> Ooh. Just, just <laughs> I've been hearing I've been hearing that all season. Um, yeah, this was a game where Puka played outplayed Cooper Cup. Um, you know, at least based on the stat line. I'm not mad at it. Uh, you know, I put my team in a position to win every week. Uh, Herbert didn't perform up to expectations by any means, but Injured finger and playing a defense we all consider elite at this point. Um, I think it's fair to say that, that the Chiefs defense has been just absolutely ridiculous this year. Um, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. Well, you know, you... that was the other side of that I was going to discuss is um, maybe a bit of a slippage here with your – a few weeks ago when I was saying I would take Jalen Hurts as my QB1 in fantasy, you were saying – Jay Herbo, he's the guy. He was the QB one, and uh, I was, you know, I was worried about this uh, with this declining Chargers offense that many thought was on the rise. I just, I don't think they got the juice this year, especially after big man Mike Williams went out. Um, and I mean, Conrad, he's uh, Herbert played two of the best defenses in the NFL back to back with an injured hand. I think it. I don't think we can immediately call the Chargers like, well. I mean, the Chargers non but the Chargers as just like a bad quarterback team, you know? I guess, I um, I'm, I'm sorry, Jack, but I just wanted to hear a bit from Telford here. Uh, as, as the person facing Jack this week, Telford, what, what, what was uh, most concerning for you as you were headed into those matchups? Uh, what were you, what were you least worried about? Uh, you know, the pop from Jameer Gibbs, I was a little nervous about. Um, ultimately, I thought Kenneth Walker would have a bigger game with DK being out. You know, I've oh, slept yeah. on Etienne all year, so I'm getting dragged a little few flowers right now for always believing in the guy. He's, he's played quite well recently. But otherwise, I'm, I'm still surprised Puka Nakua's usage is this high. I will yeah. say I thrashed your take, Conrad, on that 
Achan is more important than him. It's a player right now or a better pickup or whatever it was. But <clears throat> he's continued to impress. So I'm, you know, I'm if I'm Jack, I'm I'm pretty happy with how I perform this week. Maybe not going forward, but this week. <laughs> thank you, Tel- thank you, Telford. Thank yep. you. If I could take down the big dog, that'd be huge. And hey, my Venmo's still open. If you, I'll I'll pull Hawk as soon as you you know Venmo me like five hundred bucks. Conrad, uh, collusion on the pod. That is great. <laughs> that that's uh you know we. We're pretty lax here with with uh, corruption and collusion in this league, but we operate by a ten strike system, and that would be your tenth, Jack. <laughs> I'm, um, throwing a t- I'm throwing a timestamp in here. Eight minute flat. Podcast host offered to take the game for a five hundred Venmo. That's tough. Doesn't look good. Doesn't make you look good, man. <laughs> That's that hurts the integrity of the league, especially Shut considering up. the fact that Jack cannot pull DJ Hawkinson after the game has already started. Just a failure to understand. You're watching right now. I'm not watching. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I got the app open though. Uh, a failure to understand basic ESPN app mechanics. Um, okay, Jack. Last thing I wanted to talk about on your side though. Uh, I don't know if this is a concern or not, but your guy Hollywood Brown. Um, ever since you started talking about that 14 point floor he's got. He's been slipping these last two games. He's looked a lot more like the Hollywood Brown that we kind of thought he'd be this year. Uh, got some more tough matchups coming up. Um, yes, but Conrad. Oh, God. You know what I'm about to say. We I, have the quintessential bad kid, Kyler Murray, coming back. That's true. That's going to change a lot. And that changes, that changes everything, Conrad. Mr. Deep Ball himself, Kyler Murray. He is coming back sooner than I would have thought. But some people were saying he could come back, like, week one, which I thought was just ludicrous. But, I mean, Joshua Job, Dobbs has made them look like a not horrible team pretty much every week. So, going by... They, they fall apart in the second half. Yeah. Going by the transitive property, Kyler should make them an above-average team, which feels crazy to say. Um, I guess we'll, we'll see where that falls. But um, I well, guess... It's also huge that they'll just be throwing it more. Yeah, no, I mean, like Josh Jobs is never getting three hundred a game. Uh, that they're definitely trying to figure out their running game as well. Yeah, I would say all things considered, definitely a lot looking up for you, Jack. I will give you, I will give you flowers. Well, I'll give you uh, contingent flowers that if, if Jameer Gibbs can cement himself a little bit more in this offense after this performance, you will have the best running game in the league, bar none. So I think I'm, I think that's already there. Who's got me beat? Um, uh, why don't we get there when we get there? Um, let's... I'll take my hat in the ring for that one. <laughs> well, let's move over to Telford, who started two bald guys at his running backs this week. Sure um, including the quad father, who actually had a pretty good performance with a healthy A.J. Dillon. Got a few people feel a little good about that as a throw into that trade. But other than that, Telford, I think definitely the big news here was uh, Jared looking goffle. And Austin Eckler, really, with no other reason other than just just cannot get the run game going. Uh, both guys really fell flat as the rest of your team did. Perfectly fine. Right. I mean, listen, Chiefs, like you said, great defense. Was in a, it's always tough when you're a star player is playing the Chiefs, so mixed review there. Uh, that being said, the rest of my team, like you said, besides Mr. Goffle, I was cute, by the way, um, <laughs> you know, played <clears throat> what I expected, maybe a little bit outside of it. Tyreek Hill, best player in the league, most points scored, including quarterbacks. Great number one overall pick. Yep, guru right there. No, I, mean, I, I agree. I agree, Telford. He's also the only top guy 
that hasn't disappointed at any point that also hasn't gotten injured. I, I looked into that. Everyone has either had a lull so far this year in the first round or has been injured for a part, except for Tyreek. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled he's a part of the uh, part of the roster here. If it, you know, I don't want to say. Uh, actually, Jack already won this week, so we can say it anyways. Uh, Tyreek dro- <laughs> dropped a wide open touchdown opportunity last night. That would have sent me what eight points or so. It probably would have been enough to win for well, sure. Well, there was also that one on the pick where he was probably held. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, uh, I mean, definitely, was definitely, definitely uh, stole some opportunities from you. Yeah, from all good. Listen, man. Um, I'm just happy that I have a close game this week and that got something on the line on Monday night, which is a rarity for me. In terms of Goff, not thrilled yeah. with that guy. Uh, Kirk Cousins just threw a pick, so he's at negative two. We'll have you guys know. Um, <laughs> All right. After huge claims to bench the guy last week from our uh, podcast host, maybe the last two weeks, I really embraced that, picked up Goff off the waivers this week, and was less than impressed with his performance in Baltimore. Um, I think everybody was surprised on that, including Jack. Didn't you have that as your lock of day, Lions? Oh uh, no, my lock of the century. Oh yeah. Oh uh, no, no, I I dialed it down to lock of the year was um, uh, Eagles. Eagles oh. spread. All right, well we're talking about something different then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those are two hundred performers on my team. I'm not really worried about Eckler though. I think he'll just catch his stride even more once he comes back from injury. Uh, Dylan, I just looked. He only scored point six points fewer than. Um, B-Rob, who would have been playing in his stead. Uh, great trade right there. We can get into that on the trading block later this episode. But, yeah, the rest of this team is playing well. Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, great. Another good week from Jacoby Myers. Um, just thank you for him, Conrad. I really appreciate it. He's been well um, and continues to excel week after week. So, for- overall, my team, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'll probably lose this week. Um, but either way, I, I think I'm set up for success. And I think we're all forgetting about James Conner. Um, who's on my bench. Sorry, he's on IR for now, a couple more weeks of that. And then Joe Mixon on bye this week, but when he comes back, yeah, I think my three running backs are a little bit better than Jack Strait. Yeah. Did well, McCaffrey just fumble? I'm so confused. I think he fumbled out of bounds. Oh, yeah, no, he did fumble. He he gave the ball back. That's what he's – Okay. You know, that's what they say about these regressing running backs. They should just put in Jordan Mason. Um. Anyway, yeah, uh, I guess I'll start with that. Uh, Jack Telford's already – Point A, I think someone who you could argue, oh, well, at, at least currently, um, if went healthy, I, I would put Eckler, James Conner, and Joe Mixon above Kenneth Walker, Etienne, and Jameer Gibbs. It's close, and I think if Jameer Gibbs somehow took over the role from Demop, I'd give it to you. But I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, um, but okay, here's the deal. I wouldn't take any of my. I wouldn't take Kenneth Walker or Etienne over. Any of the others? You think you would take that doesn't, that doesn't make sense, bro? Over Eckler, I would take Kenneth Walker over Eckler. Yes, I think Walker, that's a little. Austin Eckler just got injured again last week, like this week. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's a little reaction. He hurt his ankle again. I I don't know what the news is on that. I haven't um, heard. It clearly, there were. I heard some rumblings about that, but I haven't heard anything about it since as an Eckler owner in one of my other leagues. Um, which, by the way, guys, let me just say this now. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Um, we've all agreed for a while that this is everyone's main league, but we're all in other leagues as well. But I think what this year has taught me as someone who is, this is my poorest start in this league, whereas my other two leagues are going very well. Like, the other two leagues are just kind of like more so like fantasy simulations with other people. 
Whereas this is like <laughs> the real thing. It's, it's kind of hard to. Uh, I kind of uh, I agree. With Hawkinson that. just uh, tied. We, we are at one hundred eleven point fifty six to one hundred eleven point fifty six. So, and if it if it, it holds, if that I, holds, then I should. Well, I guess it would come down to Kirko. Yeah, Kirko probably will edge that out. So no. <laughs> if you know their catches, you probably win this. That's true. That's true, Telford. <laughs> That'd be crazy. We had. I, when was have we had a tie at all recently? I remember way back in the first year of the league, in that crazy. I don't know if you guys remember this. There was this crazy game where uh, Calvin Johnson. Um, dove oh for the end God. zone, and he like we talking throwback. <laughs> that that catch made the team that was playing Michael Crow Chodes actually Chodes beat Michael Crow on that catch. But then he stretched for the end zone and he fumbled it, and the Seahawks Earl Thomas punched the ball out of the end zone, which would be illegal, but the refs totally missed that. So because of the fumble, it became an exact tie, and it went to bench points. That's all I can. Oh remember. my God. I don't think we've had it happen since uh, the modern era. Yeah, the modern era. I don't think we've had it since we've had quarterback, uh, whatever. Right? Yeah, right. Because that's what really changes it is giving giving quarterbacks the uh, the hundredth decimal. Is it? It's very yeah. rare. But obviously, this would be a situation where that could happen, seeing as uh, Goff and Herberts both end with a .06. But anyway, yeah, uh, Telford, definitely happy to see you starting all three of the guys that traded you this week. Good to see all those boys safe and thriving. Jacoby Myers kind of saved him game with a garbage time touchdown. But mm-hmm. as long as Jimmy G is back for the Raiders, it really doesn't matter how bad the Raiders are. He will keep feeding Jacoby Myers. I guess the issue there is Jimmy G's been getting banged up a little this year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, all things considered, uh, I I guess we'll talk about that Mixon B-Rob trade in a bit. But, um yeah, I mean, I I really like Mandrews at tight end. I think he's separated himself as the clear tight end two in fantasy. Um, and yeah, I think that's fair. I'd probably put Laporta at three. Yeah, I I, I think that's where I'm currently on Laporta. I then I'd probably put Hawk at four. Ah, Goddard's, Goddard's tricky. Um, just because. Oh, I wouldn't put off. Goddard in the top five. I know, I know. He's just he's a run first. It's a run first team. Um, with and he's the third receiving option most yeah. weeks. Yeah, uh, Kyle Pitts obviously is the number one tight end um, based on True. air routes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> R- routes run per game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Telf, all things considered, um, this is showing for me at least to be a bit of a stubborn take as your team's been faltering a bit. But I still think you have the scariest team in the league. Jack, any disagreement? Yeah, the Eckler, I mean, if Eckler can get going, uh, this becomes deadly. Um, again, oh, Hawkinson. Oh, Ooh, that's game. That's game. Oh, that's game. Oh, uh, oh boys. Boys, boys, boys. On the uh, pod, Jackson. On the pod. Or even move off the game. Is this going to happen with every game? Remains wow. Wow, 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 wow. Jack wow. is officially three and four, and Telford is officially four and three. Yep. You needed a win in I your think, life, man. Uh, so proud of you. Thanks, Telford. Thanks, Telford. I know it. This is this is all I have. So thank you for your. <laughs> well, yeah, thank, you for, thank you for that. <laughs> that's a that's a great note, guys. To move on to uh, my match against Cambo, uh, guys. I gotta say, um, it's just just a feel good victory. I I uh, kind of had to moneyball it a bit this week with literally. I mean, again, I I said it in the group chat, but 
my entire bench is all out or on <laughs> my. Uh, so if we come down to tiebreakers on points, that would not have worked out for me with my bench. But thankfully, that was not necessary. Uh, Daryl Henderson, classic Sunday morning pickup. I actually woke up to um, – I had gotten a text from my brother who had picked up Zach Evans in another league saying, oh, shoot, Sean McVay just went out and said that they were going to give the majority – no, there was like an inside scoop from Adam Schefter somehow that they were going to give this – majority of the workload to Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman was picked up. Zach Evans, my opponent, Campbell, would spend 20 fab on him. So I was like, well, I guess in case DK can't go, I'll play Henderson. I really didn't want to. But um, we really saw it play out. It's almost like he didn't miss a beat. He's back with the Rams. It's, the I guess, the world's right again. I, I feel like ESPN probably just used an old photo of him with the Rams all those for all those <laughs> years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even looking forward, like, We've talked a bit about my RB2 struggles because Miles Sanders Miles Sanders on your team is a lot more palatable when he's permanently on your bench than when you have to rely on him as your RB2 or even flex. Oh, so yeah. I have no intention of playing him even if he's back at full health as I wait for HN to return. Uh, Daryl Henderson making the case could be could be the RB2 going forward. Um, that's sad. But that's, that's really <laughs> bad, man. You, you, you get it where you can. You, you, you get know, it my, where you can. My running, my running back, too, is Travis Etienne. So. Well, that's <laughs> nice, Jack, but HN's going to – the greatest running back of all time is going to clean when he gets back. Look, the, the reason I say that is because I really want to hold Pat for the most part with where my team is at um, now that I was able to survive just about as bad as it gets of a week. I will admit that I had a lot of matchup luck with – Cambo having both of his running backs on by along with C Land. That that was definitely very lucky of me. But I also had Tony P out and both my quarterbacks. Baker was serviceable. He will be hitting the waiver wire immediately. You got, you got points, dog. And yeah, I I just, you know, Travis Kelsey, one of his best games ever. That was oh, Kirk Cousins touchdown to Jordan Addison. I think we have we'll get to that in a bit. But anyway, um, no, Travis Kelsey went insane. Uh I I really I don't want to take him fully off the table because I was telling Joe this today. Joe and I were in some discussions, but I was saying, you know, Kelsey is the key to if I want to go get anyone, I could introduce Kelsey into the equation and we can get That's back. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to – like Kelsey is doing everything you want out of a fantasy asset. He's being constantly targeted. He is on the best team, if not the best offense in the NFL. And, um, you know, he's – he seems like he's back at full health. So really the only reason I would trade Kelsey would be if I, I don't know, had like an inkling that he was going to get injured because of his age again. Um, that's really the only concern with him. So he's looking really good right now. We'll see if he can mirror even half this production week by week. That will be incredible. Um, Scary Terry continues to do what he's doing. He starts with like two points till the fourth quarter when they remember that they have a wide receiver one on their team and they go to him a bunch. So he got 12 points. Deontay Johnson coming back from injury with a solid 10 points. If DK Metcalf, sorry, with Debo missing more time, if DK misses another game, uh, I feel really good about my four wide receivers now. Um, and uh, the biggest story, Deontay Foreman. Uh, Jack gave me a lot of shit about these Bears running backs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cambo, not, not the Bears. It was more so the fact that you were starting two of them. <laughs> well, Cambo said in the group chat when Roshan was out, he was like, oh, Roshan's out. Guess Connor's really screwed now. But really what that did was just clear the way for Deontay Foreman to just have the number one running back finish on the week, barring a possible uh, San Francisco or Minnesota RB1 finish. 
It was yeah, it was an incredible week. I might be shotgunning from this Jordan Mason start, but I wanted to go for the highest scoring week because um yeah, that Frank that sweet, sweet Frankie Venmo tomorrow morning would really hit different. So guys, I I feel good. Yeah. Regardless, Conrad, mm-hmm. let's just uh let's call this week as it was for you, a fluke. Uh you <laughs> I knew you'd say some clown shit like that on the pod. I just Conrad, you're not gonna get thirty one and a half from Deontay oh, and I don't need that, Jack. Take a look at my bench. Devo Samuel, Miles Sanders, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Devon HM, not to mention the Mike Williams and the freaking Anthony Richardson I lost this year. I feel like everyone has recognized my injury issues. Many people didn't understand the full extent to which I was at. But to finish with potentially the highest scoring week with being this down bad, there's nothing left to say, guys. I'm I'm back. My boys are back. Oh, You're not oh. back. You're definitely not Connor. back. Oh, I'm back, Connor. baby. Connor, you're still like pretty not even close to the playoffs, even if actually I'm happy you I'm happy you, you bring that up because by the end, I don't care about the playoff projections. <laughs> by the time that this week ends, which will happen in a couple of hours, um, the sixth seed in the playoffs, Jack, which I think will be you, actually, um, unless because Adam lost. Yeah, the sixth seed in the playoffs is going to be three and four. Um, so as and then, you know, we got a pretty fraudulent Noswad hanging out in the playoffs, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> things are opening up right now that's all i'll say i was i will fully admit guys i wasn't on the pod last week but i would have said this if i was on the pod so i'll fully admit it i was more focused this week and going forward on getting on, apple, on your apple picking on, getting, uh, on, your, no, on, going, in, on going to a pumpkin patch not on apple <laughs> not on hiking the beautiful shenandoah mountains i was more focused on getting out of the cellar and avoiding the Sacco than I was on trying to make a run for the playoffs. But, I mean, all I can do is keep winning, guys. I, I got to, you know, not to right. you have one game. Conrad, I'm excited that you're winning for you, but let's not let's not jump the gun here. Well, if I was a, if I was an op of myself, I would point out the fact that both of my wins have been over Cambo's team. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I beat a non-Cambo opponent remains to be seen. But, uh that neither here nor there, uh, Jack. Do you think this week was a total fluke? Uh, I mean, yes and no. Um, you had good games from people you would expect to have good games from, and then uh, I, I, Deontay Foreman getting three touchdowns is going to be hard to replicate every week. Um, I mean, the issue is going to be the running backs, like Devon Achan. Like by the time he comes back from IR. There's a chance you could just be completely out of it. There's a chance. Um, Tony Pollard had – I mean, if you plan on starting Dak or Pollard next week, the boom games happened and you still took an L. So, I don't know. Well, it's just – it's going to be – a horrible it's, week. <laughs> it's going to be injury-based. Um, I think you have a, I think you have some good floor guys, but – the consistent touchdown scoring is going to be a little difficult, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I definitely, I'll give you some flowers. I don't think you have a bottom three team in the league. I agree. Um, Thank you guys. Thank I, th- you. I think that's fair. Um, you've definitely gotten some horrible injury luck. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you're still two and five. So 
a run needs to happen. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure, I'm sure you think that can happen. And, you know, it's definitely not out of the question. Um, you know, I was in a very similar spot as you, where I needed to go on a little bit of a run to get myself back into it. But your boy is in the playoffs right now. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I got past some major buys, and you did too, Conrad. It's it's officially time to start cooking. I, I'm looking forward to dropping Baker Mayfield and the Packers defense tomorrow and seeing what's what's out there. I don't know if there's much. But uh, uh, last thing I'll say before we move to Cambo, I feel like the injuries this year, it's not just that there has been so many injuries. I feel like teams have been playing so conservative with their – how many guys have gone to IR for – like high ankle sprains this year when in the past they would have been week to week and like yeah. like you know like these these things that like a tweak happens in practice or like mike mcdaniel's being like oh yeah hn had some like knee thing or something i i, I don't know it doesn't seem like a big deal and then they put him on ir the next day. Like, what, <laughs> what is happening this year it's just so early in the season that if you have one of your better offensive players just go down and you think you're a playoff team it's worth it to just keep them off um it's valid. I just I'm sure Mike McDaniels thinks he can win without Devon HM, and you know he probably can. Um, but winning game really struggled against Philly. I will say that lock of the century for Jack Spencer was. <laughs> I thought I'm. I think the Eagles are fraudulent, but I thought um, the Dolphins were even more fraudulent, especially with. I I cannot say um, how well uh, the Eagles as a team just are antithetical to the Miami Dolphins. They and they just match up to them perfectly. Yeah. Like they the Eagles are an insane time of possession team with the tush push. Like they're also like, in one. They're like the toughest like at least on the off, on both sides really. They they're the toughest team in the NFL and the Dolphins are like, you know, the they're pansies, West Coast offense, you know, it, just it, do a lot of do a lot of shallow crosses and you know Shoving, it, shoving a ball up your butt or something, you know, for a trick play. Come on. Maybe. <laughs> That's the most exciting in the NFL. You, you, don't, you don't agree? Uh, yeah. No, they're yeah. very excited to watch. Jack watched him drop a 70-burger live. You know, first time this happens, like, World War II. No big Wait, deal. Jack, you were at that um, game? I didn't hear about it eight times. Yeah, it was <laughs> Telford, how many times have we heard about how you threw up on day one of <laughs> – you wouldn't First even of all, you have been talking about that true. forever now. That's not even true. <laughs> it wasn't day one, it was day two. And second of all, <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> That's great. No, Connor, I brought it up. I, I don't think I brought it up. That that doesn't sound like me. Oh, the dolphins or you? Oh, I brought up I brought oh, up. No, I'm talking about Tumper and Yapking. Um, oh, well, I'm happy to keep talking about it if you guys... No, no, well, you guys said you don't believe that I'm a bottom three team. Do you guys think Cambo is a bottom three team? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alfred? Well, when Derrick Henry gets traded or tears his so. ACL and his career's over, um, that'd be big. You know, Zach Charbonnet, he was picked up as a handcuff to Kenneth Walker, you know, drafted as such. Um, look who was out this week, Zach Charbonnet. No more. We get the full snap count. Turned it into 12 points, I think. All right. Yeah. Um, sweet. Uh, Campbell's <laughs> team is better than your team, Conrad. Uh, and and once, really? he gets his two, once he gets his two running backs plus CeeDee Lamb back and can bench Jackson Smith and Jigba, for sure. I'd rather have your team, yeah. his team over yours, I think. I have beaten I got, him both times he played. I, I do 
I know that's a great point, but I do kind of agree with um, Ellie on this one. I think the biggest thing is going to be, uh, well, A, you've both gotten past some harder buys, but I think Lamar put them over the edge. Like, you're not yeah. going to be seeing a 34-point game from Baker, or from uh, Dak or Stroud. And Car- Lamar's really, Lamar's one of the only dudes who can do that. Sure, you beat him twice. He had four guys combined for 2.1 points. Like, it's... Yeah, it's yeah. Not pretty. You don't think I've had stuff like that happen to me this year? I mean, what does that say oh, about his go. team? What, what does that say about his team? He's got he he's like Komet as his starting tight end. I got Travis we, Kelsey. Well, okay. Let's – I guess Jack thinks Cam was a bottom three team but then changed his mind after Telford. Chimed in. Former boss. I get it. Um, <laughs> got to keep those recommendations good. Uh, I believe if my, my true – my bottom – I'd probably put him at – Four. I I don't know. I have to. I have to. You're. He's probably five ish. I mean, we can do. We do. We do have a power rankings episode eventually coming up, Conrad. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, once we can really that, piss off the. Once, once we hit that regular season, uh, mid mid season mark, we will definitely do the updated power rankings. There's definitely been some changes on that, especially seeing as. Jack's preseason, probably one, the worst. Jack's preseason one was Torty, and my preseason one was Adam. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, anyway, obviously this game really came down to, um, you know, who was going to be able to navigate the injuries and bye weeks better. As much as my team was all injured or all on bye, Cambo's team also was only had two players on his bench even play this week. So he was in a somewhat similar situation. But um, and then uh, you know the stars came through for him. The the two big guys he had playing both had great games. Lamar having one of the best games we've seen from a quarterback this year um, in real and fantasy, which we'll touch on that subject later in this pod. But um, yeah, I mean ultimate. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba a light switch. I saw Cam originally had um, Jalen Reed sitting there and decided to make the switch once the DK Metcalf news came out. Um, but all things considered, I think, uh, obviously, you know, when your defense and your kicker and your tight end and your RB two combined for 2.1 points, you're probably not going to win most weeks. And most of the guys on his team had fine weeks. So, I mean, I, I think Cambo will continue to compete each week. I think he could sneak into the playoffs. Um, but, uh, you know, as Cambo said, there's a reason he hasn't really made a trade this year and it's because he feels like he didn't beat build this team to be able to get trades off, uh, especially mm. the with the depth issue, not being able well, to be able to trade. You have to have players to trade. So it kind of puts, <laughs> it kind of puts them in a lock. Well, no, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like think about guys like Derrick Henry and Brees Hall. Those are both guys who have Derrick Henry has been super up and down this year. Like, you know, you don't want to trade Derrick Henry after a two point performance, Brees Hall, I'm sure all the Brees Hall owners are the Brees Hall truthers where everyone else looks at that and sees, saw at least earlier on this year, a rookie on a snap count on the New York Jets. But um, look, I mean, as things turn around, I think that he might be able to get trades off, which I know he's been wanting to do. Um, I guess, would you guys have a major suggestion for this team for improvement or would you just stay the course? Um, Probably just try and trade one of his players for a better tight end um yeah but it's gonna be a hard sell uh taking a tight end downgrade is not um 
it's kind of hard for a lot of teams to mentally do like being able to start either like Hawk or Kelsey or Andrews or Laporta this year is just like a huge, huge benefit. Yeah. You, you forget about the tight end position. It's, it's just, it's, it's a double digit projection every week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tricky, but you gotta, you gotta go with it. Um, yeah. Uh, Telford thoughts. I mean, you seem to love this team. I'm, I'm staying the course from this team. I mean, what he, what Campbell could do is see if he can package one of his running backs, like you said, uh, and Lamar for an upgrade there. Yeah, maybe, probably maybe get like Lamar. A, maybe a mid mid range tight end. But after this week, I think you should, uh, if you're Campbell, think about packaging Lamar and maybe Brees Hall. I think it's a pretty attractive trade package. I'd trade for Brees Hall personally. So Campbell, you can hit me up if you want to, man. Uh, I need a quarterback as well, but. Otherwise, I think Cambo's team's is doing all right. Yeah. Um, I'm not scared of Cambo yet. We'll see. All right. Well, now that we're through the uh, the more emotional matchups, we can get to uh, what we have next on deck, which is uh, Metcalf versus Deshay. Now, um, this was, I think, going into the night. Right. Theoretically, and uh, I, I highlighted this earlier. I said this might be relevant to a game. Theoretically, Jordan Addison could go crazy and Ayuk could have a quiet game. I do think that would be in the cards if um, Debo and not, not sorry, not would be in the cards, could be in the cards if Debo was playing and it was a busier offense. But I ultimately think Ayuk scoops up enough points here where I mean you saw Addison already has Addison already has eleven points um, mm-hmm. through one quarter and Dishay's percentage to win is still at one percent. It's 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 this game's over. Um, congratulations. You would need, you would need another, uh, deep Addison t- touchdown. To even discard. You need several. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You probably need three touchdowns. Yeah. The hungry dog you is You never know. Thing. You I never know. Can say that. But, uh, but I, I, I hope that doesn't happen because I, I live with Riley and Riley would be in. Wait, what are you saying, Wilford? <laughs> I'm saying the hungry dog's back where he belongs in the dog pound, number 12 <laughs> in the league. Bro, if we, I was talking about this with Riley. If we have... <laughs> If we end up with Conrad and Declan in the toilet bowl and Declan <laughs> loses to Conrad for his third sack, I think everyone would just be universally upset. Well, you can stop thinking about me in the sacko after this week, Jack. Um, Conrad, you're still... You know, anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> Diche, definitely a little bit devastating to see him sitting as the sole 1-6 team at this point. Um, you have to start wondering uh, at that point how Diche, I guess, gets out of bed every morning. How he uh, how he deals with opening the fantasy app, uh, and yet this burning love for fantasy, I believe, for him still remains. Uh, and, and and again, I mean, how many times have we said on this pod that Dishay does not have a bad team? I mean, I think everyone loves Bijan. He had a really weird situation this week with his coach doesn't uh, love him. The, he was vaping in the locker room. It was <laughs> it was announced <laughs> at halftime that he was dealing with a sickness. Um, it's got popcorn lung. <laughs> I, I people are calling him Bijan Robitussin. Uh, that's always tough. Uh, that's like I don't think I've ever even seen that before, where they announce like a, something a player was dealing with at halftime. You're like, oh, that's why he has zero points. Um, he did get one carry in the second half to avoid the DJ shotgun. But um, yeah, I mean, again, we love DJ. Jonathan Taylor looks like he has reclaimed um, the running game. Uh, theoretically, uh, it was a tough run defense against Cleveland, and he still feasted. Um, and yeah, again, like he's got, he's got guys popping off. He's got, uh, you know, 
Kareem Hunt now is going to have the backfield to himself for a couple of weeks. In Cleveland, that's got a hurt Metcalf's $86 Jerome Ford pickup. Still might be worth it, but still, that's tough. Um, as Kareem Hunt cements himself more into an offense, it looks more like a mm. playoff-winning team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know we usually talk about the winner first, but obviously we're highlighting Diche's Sacco endangerment. Um, do you guys have any – like, what do you guys think – why do you guys think this team is 1-6? Uh, uh, good, but not great. Bad luck. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just tricky in general. Lack of trades, honestly, is another one. Um, playing Zach Moss when he had a, and instead of Jonathan Taylor that one week, I don't know. There's just like a lot of issues. Bench is fine. David Montgomery's out. Um, yeah, this is just bad. Honestly, lack of quarterback play could be a big one. Using your keeper on a quarterback that's been relatively a bust this year in Trevor Lawrence. True. Uh, yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk's a great positive. Um, I don't think he's had any crazy injury issues, though, right? Question mark? Uh, I, I mean, I guess David Montgomery. Well, he, yeah, I mean, uh, he, he, did use, he did use his uh, second overall pick on Jonathan Taylor, which was uh, Oh, yeah. So he is second pick. Yeah, I got I got Jonathan Taylor in my um in my twelve person family league in the eleventh round actually. Um, so yeah, but that was yeah, later. Give give him the benefit of the doubt. This was still pretty early. We didn't know what was going to unfold. We knew he was going to not play for four weeks. This is this was already established. Oh yeah, I knew that. It was, this was Cup was who we didn't know. It was more people Jonathan were, Taylor. People were worried about the the contract holdout situation, and that actually went perfectly. It was really just. But, uh, yeah, I mean, now I we have something. Now we have something that no one ever saw coming, which was a running back by committee. When you have Jonathan Taylor, yeah, man, and Jonathan right. Taylor is like he is like our age, maybe like a year older than us. Yeah, two, one to two years. He's certainly yeah. not washed. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a little weird. I mean, you had a good game. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is not the issue on Declan's team. It's um, Bijan <laughs> vaping in the locker room. <laughs> I guess I mean he, he's got some, again some excitement on the on the on the bench with Rashid Kareem. If I'm being honest, I think people are overrating Bijan right now. Heavily. Look at his we gotta look at his game script right now. Or his game his past games. He has two touchdowns, both receiving, so he's had no rushing touchdowns. I'm assuming Tyler Algier has more than one rushing touchdown, but the past three weeks have been 0.3, 10.5, 10.8. 16.2 was nice against Jacksonville, but then it was eight against Detroit. And then, but yeah, I think a lot of his value comes from name and obviously he's talented. And then it's also going to come from the fact that he's a top overall pick and he's a running back, you know, um, just a lot of good things to see there. Uh, if you're <laughs> drafting Bijan before uh, before the season actually started, and now he's at ten point three, and now he had point three points. I don't know what do you, what do you all think y'all could get for Bijan right now. I mean, I, I would definitely trade for Bijan right now. I'm, I'm I'm not planning to do that because I feel like DJ probably values him appropriately, but I can see a lot of fantasy managers seeing him more of a unestablished RB two, and I think he's absolutely one of the best fantasy running backs in the game. I, I think this I, is an overreaction. I agree. I, I offered, I offered Kenneth Walker and Garrett Wilson, and like week two, week three ish. For for Bijan, 
for, for Bijan. Do you take that trade today? Today? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, especially if especially if you need another wide receiver. I think Garrett Wilson slots in as a as a solid wide receiver too, and really good flex. So yeah, I, just, I think that's I right. just I I want nothing to do with this Atlanta Hawks offense or well, not, <laughs> that's is, Atlanta Falcons. DJ is uh, pretty invested in them. Yeah, this, yeah, this is. I want just absolutely nothing to do with them. Um, just because Arthur Smith is. Uh, an odd duck. To say the least. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, okay. Declan. Declan seems fine. It, it lacks inspiration. It's not sexy. Like I'm not turned on by this group of dudes out here. Extremely. We have a lot of fine teams. No one's really like. Well, I guess yeah. Riley would probably say differently because we're about to talk about them. But uh, here we have a team that has. Uh, I think everything Metcalf has done this year has been. The right move. I mean, with his uh, as someone who's been trying to nudge him on trade talks occasionally, uh, I've kind of seen. Well, yeah, he told you I want these players, and I don't want. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, and I don't, I take, and I am not trading these players. <laughs> yes, I will take your three best players, but I will not give you any of my four best players. So, if you want to make something work out of that, be my guest. I think that to me is not is not uh oh TJ Hawkinson injured on the play. Um, oh. that to me is not too little too late. Sorry, Telford. <laughs> um that to me is not an approach that I personally would take, but I think where Metcalf is sitting as a team, I, look, I think you can always, if you know where to find value, I think you can always find um, you know, like the best possible team can improve from any trade. If you're talking to the right person who has the right needs, a trade can always improve your team. But I, I, I don't want to beat this joke into the ground, but as Metcalf famously is someone who tends to mess things up, um, he is he's just refusing to do that. He's He made his big splash trade, and he's been holding on to his boys, and he keeps winning. And again, like again, his wins haven't particularly been overwhelming, but they've been consistent. And uh, I would need to check, but I think this win is going to bump Metcalf up to what number two in the league. Uh, yeah, I think so, bro. This fucking Hawk one is so bullshit. Uh, I mean, he got well. Now he's going down. The literally, uh, he just got blindsided by one of the uh, players on the Niners. Is just he, ran up and threw him over. Bro. Is he? I I just was saying on the fantasy cast. Is he injured? He's on the ground. It's not great. Um, but he's not like he got up and then went back down. This so is what I a, think we're. I think it'll be fine. This is what a life pod's all about. Yeah, no, but I mean, all things considered, a, a dub's a dub. When you when you wake up tomorrow, he's three times. When <laughs> not if he, not if he's injured. Not if he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up tomorrow, uh, Metcalf will be uh, firmly in second place and in the bye week picture. And look, this is. Uh, I mean, I've already said what I've liked about his strategy. I do think that clearly Kamara's proven to be a, an absolute fantasy asset. So I don't know. Maybe that trade might not. Would you? I'm not sure if I trade Kamara for Chase straight up at this point. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know if that yeah, trade even ended up being a win for Metcalf, but it, he definitely. I would much rather have Forty side. I know it's. It's all conditional, and there's a lot of context built in. Things change each week. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
but I still feel like I take um, you take Jalen Waddle, Alvin Kamara, and George Pickens. Dude, Pickens is a dog. We should have drafted him. That's like we drafted him. Yeah, about a lot of wide receivers. We drafted a punt returner instead, <laughs> and then Pickens was like right there. Um, so but th- this is a team that has sneaky depth. I mean, Adam Thielen is like the. I think someone said he was the. He had a really bad week one, but since week two, going He's into balling. this week, he is the wide receiver one in fantasy, which is just an insane thing to say. Adam Thielen in his thirties on the Carolina Panthers, who have zero He's wins, balling out. Is the He's best absolutely balling out in fantasy. I mean, it's crazy. It is the opposite. It's the opposite of what you know my strategy is. I would have never drafted Adam Thielen. Right, exactly. Um, which is fine. You know, you can get you can get your uh, value both ways um, by grabbing you know a veteran who seems to be past their prime, but then falls out, or you can grab a rookie with value. Um, both both work. Both work. No, uh, his team's looking pretty nasty. Um. I think there's a lot of uh, potential to bring home a trophy to our house this year. Nope. Wow. That's bold. Uh, I, I Because of me, haha, no. Um, I, I mean, uh, look. <laughs> we'll okay, see. Hawk's on the sideline with his helmet on. He's not getting looked at. I, so think, um, I think DeAndre Swift, um, I, when Metcalf made that trade, I think he was kind of relying on DeAndre Swift being a – every week start running back which he still is for now but obviously he's he's been dipping a bit and we've talked about this Metcalf completely sold out his RB depth and then spent up big on Jerome Ford to save it we'll see how that situation plays out now that you know when Kareem Hunt was signed Jack you weren't worried at all about it because you said he's washed I think I was more concerned about the fact that Kareem Hunt has been in that system before um I mean I still it's just different his injury, but I still Jerome Ford is clearly like the better back. Yeah, but in my opinion, now we know how NFL teams work with their running backs specifically. They tend to ride the hot hand, and there's oh Kirk just missed Addison on a fool oh, that could have been dangerous. <laughs> For, uh, <laughs> Might have had to do a quick revision. Um, <laughs> no, look, look, Kirk, uh, uh, Jerome Ford is a. Very quality. I and mean, we saw the day that Chubb went down, Jerome Ford immediately became the pickup of the year as far as like, – Oh, yeah. And maybe he won't go down. He probably won't go down as the pickup of the year, but the most hyped-up pickup of the year. It's such a big value of Jerome Ford came from the fact that it was um, in a running back list room. You know, Nick yes. Chubb snapped his knee in half um, out for the year almost immediately. Nope. Like, no question. worry about that. There wasn't – there wasn't a waiting till Thursday after waivers clear, and then you have to risk your fab. Um, if I'm Adam, I know that he's injured right now, but I still regret not just laying it all out on the line. If you look at the stats, the best waiver wire pickups are always week one through three. Yeah, no, so I mean, it, I, it's the they, right. It's again, the value. the fact you don't want – you can spend your fab like picking up defenses all year and picking up kickers and like a fill in tight end or QB. That's fine. Um, but that's not what really wins you anything in this league. You know, it's having finding startable tradable players on the waiver wire. Um, then, you know, 
you don't get extra points for fab at the end of the year. I'm going to, I know some people still don't know what fab is. <clears throat> William Tamke, because I'm pretty sure he still has a hundred. Um, like, uh, I mean, Conrad, you, where are you sitting at fab wise? I, I think I have like, what, $26, $24. Yeah, I'm at 30, I'm at 37 and I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Granted, like th- three of those were just picking up Luke Musgrave who came but, from I'll note that there's a pretty big difference between that and um, Clown Show having like $4 right now. That's the, This is what I wanted to get to um, as my final point on him is as great as Metcalf has looked and as much as I think his team, if everyone keeps staying healthy, can beat anyone in the playoffs, um, I do think that that trade really sold out his once super deep RB depth. I will – you. I, I can't agree more. It, if you want to play the fab game, you got to also have depth. Yeah, know? that's what I'm saying. So so he put it all on Jerome Ford, and now he's not going to be in a position to get any of those, like, you know, starting running back goes on IR for the week, and there's a clear backup. He's not going to be in the contention for any of those, and he might pretty soon find himself in need of being that guy that could most use one of those pickups. So I, I just – I would look out for that. I mean, Saquon is, is a great – is a great fantasy asset, but I, he's, he's a little banged up right now, and I, I think he, he can get injured. And we'll, we'll see how this team moves forward without Jerome Ford. But I think I think things are a little it's a it's a little bit of a of an iceberg situation here. Where... I will say he did get past his hardest bye week, in my opinion. With Chase oh yeah, no, and that was but well, not just that. I don't know if you remember this. I think Metcalf had a week. He had a week similar to mine that I had this week, uh, like week two or three. He had almost, so many of his starting players were either injured. Uh, no, I think it was just injured. I think the Bison even started yet, actually. But so many of his starting players were out for that week, and he did great with the with the money ball yeah. piece together team. So again, this is a team with a manager that is doing very well, and it has the stars. It's just again to me, this is going to come down to health, especially at the running back position. Yeah. But Riley's, right. Riley's team is good. Riley's team is very, very good. If I'm Riley right yeah. now or tomorrow or two days from now, I'm going back and I'm re-listening to the pod from week three where you guys absolutely just shit on him and his prospects because he's turned a sinking ship around in a quite a miraculous way. I think this is a top three team in the league for sure. I think so too. I think that's fair to say. I would say it's probably you, Riley, and uh, Joe. Well – Okay, guys, I guess we'll keep ranking every team. We're basically doing the midseason rankings. <laughs> That's what we're doing. This we'll move this forward. Um, yeah, we're, we're, deep, we're deep in this right now. <laughs> yeah, this we're not, we're past I, an hour and haven't even done our fun segment. This is what I expected out of guest star Telford, but I wouldn't have made it away. Um, we got Frankie and Adam. This was this was the – some people said, thought Campbell and I's yeah. game might be the toilet bowl. This game ended up being the real toilet bowl of the week. Um, this and, game sucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, these boys are ass. Frankie pulled out of the fire by A.J. Brown, who officially is performing at the level at which he was drafted by Frankie. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, he, he, and again, he might, if he stays healthy all year, he might go down as one of the MVPs of the fantasy season. So that shows you how much things can change. Um, but, I mean, yeah, outside of that, it was a pretty bad week. He got, he got the one touchdown he needed from Najee. Um, and other than, other than that, it was, you know, the, the new B-Rob edition. Uh, you had yeah. a very bad week for B-Rob that was bailed out by the, the rushing touchdown. Otherwise, I, would, I would still call it a bad week. Uh, even very still, bad yeah, 8.3 yeah. points with a touchdown is not a good look. Um, and I think we can officially start fading Will Frankie. Can start what? 
fading Will Frankie. Same with Kessler. Look, both these teams are garbage. Frankie was the first one to start freaking out about his team once uh, AJ Brown and Najee Harris came out of the gate slow, and then his starting quarterback for the year, Aaron Rodgers, went down on the first drive. He was the first guy to start freaking out about the team. But now he again, we kept saying that that all might be offset if Justin Fields turns it around after that easy free trade he got for him. And if Kyron Williams, who Jack was once saying would go like second or third in the draft, if he keeps going, but now we're in a situation. I mean, I feel you probably, I know that name value and high draft pick and all that, but I'd probably take Kyron over Bijan, you know, regardless of injury. Well, or not regard. Not if, injury regard- didn't ha- if, if injury didn't happen, I mean, I would take Kyron over Bijan. Well, I was just going to say, Frankie has been, a, a, certainly with a, in the quarterback position, has been pretty snake-bitten this year. Um, and now with his, you know, valuable pickup, similar to my A-Chan situation, Kyron Williams going out for at least four weeks. Um, yeah, I, I think this is honestly just a team that's going to keep putting up scores under 100 points. I, it's really hard to see the math for how this team gets oh, yeah. above 100 oh, yeah. points in any given week. Yeah, Christian Watson ass. Evan Ingram has a fantastic floor. Um, he's been I mean, every time I see this boy, he's getting between seven and ten. Um, Howell is ah uh, very hot and cold. I mean, he's had some great, great games, but uh, it's just it's a bad depend. team, and nobody, nobody, we wouldn't yeah, trade I mean, like any of us would. Maybe Conrad. Yeah, no. No, I think uh, I would, I would say these two, in my in my opinion, I probably call these two teams the worst in our league right now. Well, I mean, I I, I, I don't. This is only as good as its manager, right? Let's let's talk about this. In what world are we starting Christian Watson over KJ Osborne? Well, I'd probably still start. Yeah, I don't. Worry, I will say a lot against of, Denver. Against Denver. Yeah, a lot of fantasy talking heads were saying that this was Christian Watson's big boom week. Did not happen. Yeah, I mean Christian Watson. That's a that's a bust we don't talk about. Um, started off injured and then ended up, even when he's playing pretty bad. I think he was like a second or third round pick. Like he was drafted very very. I, I think he was fourth round, but still, yeah, that's that's a. Uh, I mean that's that's not good production. Not we want to see out of a guy who again he's been injured and now he's not looking great. But the Packers just Matt Fate. Pretty much all your Packers. Yeah, Packers are Packers are garbage. Um, I mean, again, yeah, you just got to avoid certain offenses this year. They're just some black holes, um, Packers yeah. included. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, Frankie, we'll see how that develops. On Adam's side, though, Adam's been trying to tell people this for a while, but he's a sneaky sacko pick. Um, I think he is. Uh, I would project him to. Get the sack of he he got off Tordy. No, uh, Adam. Adam Kisler. I I no no I know, but you don't think Tordy? You th- over Adam? You think Tord? Uh, Tordy has like players. Tordy has Camara. I mean, the biggest we'll, we'll Adam we'll is getting hard we'll, hard we'll get carried, but we're just getting there right now. We're we're switching to Adam. <laughs> Adam is getting hard hard carried by Josh Allen, and he still didn't even like break he's probably not breaking 75 um no yeah yeah you'd love to see him perform better but uh i think because we we all love adam but i think adam opens up the app every week and he's like man where am i getting points this week yeah i I, i'm gonna get it from josh allen 
And what else is going to happen? Is Javante really going to get more than 10 points? Is Rashad White really going to get more than 10 points? Uh, yeah. You know, is Calvin really going to have one of his few booms? Is George Kittle going to have the lucky game where he gets like three catches or three touchdowns? It's it it just it takes a lot for Adam to piece together a win. And you know, this was this was one of those weeks where you had to have it. You went against a team that hasn't been doing very well, that only put up 86 points. And Adam really, I mean, we're not really even mentioning this. His only major, I guess, Nico Collins is also a starter for him. But T. Higgins was a pretty big buy who hasn't even been good that good this year. Yeah. Um. And and Adam still, this is this is kind of where his team is at right now. It's just it. Yeah. It's I mean, it's tough. I don't think Nico or T really moved the needle. Still, I mean, you'd like to see. I mean, Keontae Ingram in the flex is garbage. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I do not think he got a snap this game. Or at yeah. least he didn't get a carry. That's 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 crazy. <laughs> I. I'm just I'm I dropped Demarcado. I I don't regret it because I used it to pick up Daryl Henderson. Um, but now Demarcado led the backfield. Whoever picks up Demarcado and starts him this week at flex for some for some injury fill, they're getting they're getting nothing. I'm just telling you, he's gonna <laughs> Ingram's gonna go off for 20 points next week. So I'm I'm fully avoiding that. But yeah, I mean, again, the story here is undoubtedly at this point we can say that the entire league, except for Zach Telford was wrong about who had the best keeper. We all thought it was Calvin Ridley with Adam. And, Thank uh, you. And at Telford, I think we all recognized Tony P was a close second, but the the benefit of the 16th round versus the fifth round was just too cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a big reason of why, obviously Nick Chubb going down, but a big reason of why Adam was ranked so highly. Um, we all thought Calvin the Ridley season started. We were like, that is right. absurd. You get a you get a second round pick in the sixteenth. Like that is so broken. No. Like Colin, but no, Adam is he's, he's screwed. And it's also one of the things where you can't just bench Calvin Ridley. You know, it, like if he was on other teams, sure, why not? Um, give it to one of the other random wide receivers you could possibly start, like a Tyler Lockett or something. Um, but yeah, you have to continue taking that risk of getting one point every week. I don't. I don't even honestly know what's going on there. I guess it was just a matter of we were projecting the talent onto a team that was already pretty good offensively, and the Jags wide receiver just- heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Christian Kirk is key laws guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I just think it's not a. It's almost like I mean, this might be a hot take, but Telford, I truly believe this. A healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. Seems like he prefers throwing to Jacoby Myers over Devontae Adams, which doesn't make any. Devontae Adams, talent wise, people kind of forget about him. Still, easily a top 10 NFL wide receiver. Jacoby Myers is the guy who did a lateral to Mac Jones that went like two yards (laughs) over his head. The most embarrassing loss last year. He was was complete. He was ran out of New England. And and it's just certain quarterbacks like certain wide receivers. Um, and I just don't think the T-Lock Ridley connection is there. That could change, but as of now, I think it's just mostly been an issue of what what T-Lock likes thrown to. Because again, the Jaguars haven't been horrible; they've been inconsistent. But it hasn't been just like a Russell Wilson. Yeah, they're five and two. Right. Um, it's it, this happened last year with Adam. Adam was the big Cortland Sutton guy, and you know everyone thought that the Broncos' offense would be like a very strong offense, and it was it just kind of fell apart. So. Yeah, I mean, I, again, this is this is I'm I'm definitely I don't think it's all Nick Chubb, but I do think a huge part of this was Nick Chubb. I was so drawn in by that 
Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley pairing to go with T Higgins too. And it's Higgins just, too. Oh, and he's got George Kittle, and Kittle's got the name value, even though he's only going to get like two catches a game. And... We, we we all agreed it, it looked great, but it it, ha- it hasn't happened, and I, I I don't think anything will happen. Um, Adam and I were close to a trade last week, but I, I backed off that one. I, I won't get into that discussion. Um, but anyway, uh, I think we can move on to uh, – is this – no, it's our second-to-last matchup we want to talk about. This is still an ongoing game. This game is not over. And Christian McCaffrey uh, – well, he, he might be about to get a touchdown, but he's currently sitting at 0.9 points, um, which is most of that fumble – um, but yeah, I mean, Jack, uh, your 49ers lock is not looking great as of now. Yeah. Um, not. <laughs> I mean, if, if Tordy can pull it to where then it's just like a Purdy versus McCaffrey game. Like if Purdy gets a touchdown here, that's not to McCaffrey. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, this, become, this gets real interesting for Kila city champ champ. It does. Will, Will is in an interesting situation right now. So his, his fort is what they're doing is they, they drove him behind enemy lines. I don't know where specifically that is, but he's in like the wilderness and he's going to be Appalachia. He's going to be sleeping on the ground, not like in a tent, but on the ground because you have to be ready for enemy attacks for the next week. And he says once his phone runs out of battery, he's just going to be kind of off the grid. So I guess he's still sitting with some battery left where he's communicable. But, um, you know, I, I might have to do some some commissioner intervention if he's out there for too long. Uh, set his roster. I won't. Don't worry. I won't, I won't be spending any of his hundred dollars in fab for him. Um, but yeah, no. This is this is a team that <laughs> we're starting to see the fear. Our worst fears about the ownerships come true. Um, I you know I think the the love for Latvia got a little bit in the way this week. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I definitely would have started flex <laughs> over Latvius, but that's neither here nor there. It might cost him this week. He went for two Buffalo Bills running backs. Um, yeah, what the hell? Can't <laughs> no, look, the, the big thing here is right now Christian McCaffrey, it, like, we all still agree, he's the number one guy in fantasy. He's he, 100%. As we're recording, McCaffrey's currently at 0.9. <laughs> even if he does, even if he ends with like, 10 points or eight points or whatever. He's still the best guy in fantasy. Um, so that's why he's low right now. And Will was kind of on the spot with Tua. Tua has been very feast or fam this year, both in fantasy mm-hmm. and in real life. And, and then, um, you know, Devontae and Keenan out the gate were looking incredible. Um, but, and then fell off. They, they, yeah. they both kind of fallen off. I feel like they're both on, just like I said, declining AFC West offenses. I, I really, I, you know, like uh, again, this, this Will team was, scary in the sense of just you had so many just guys that could burn you for up to like 30 plus points on this team and I think as it stands now it's more like you're mostly just focused on if McCaffrey's in check you can probably beat Will yeah um I mean I'm playing Will next week I'm not overly concerned he's not one of my more feared opponents um especially if he just continues to start Latavius Murray for some reason (laughs) I mean, I'm, there might need to be some commissioner intervention for next week um, if he's unable to have <laughs> phones, I guess, because that happens. For some McCaffrey reason. touchdown. Um, oh, really? Oh, really? Yep. Was it a pass? Don't know. Uh, Pending further review. This is guys. This is the thrill of covering these guys in this specific order. Um, I, I, I think that this Wait, is, I, my boy, 
I, I just heard my roommates yell George Kittle for some reason. <laughs> Three uh, yard run, McCaffrey. Yep. Oh, that'll probably. You see up the gut, it. and that could do it. Um, it's, it's not over yet. It for... But um, I, I will say, definitely going into this recording, I kind of thought it would be less nervous for for Will. But you know, as we were recording. Right. It was a one-point deficit, but but now Will's got some breathing space. We'll see how this game develops. Um, but anyway, yeah, no. I, I don't know if you guys have anything to add on my Will analysis. I, I just generally think that this is a team that is not going to make the moves it needs to to plan for injuries or plan for bye weeks and stuff like that. That's why yeah. you have Latvia starting. But I mean, the, the Darren Waller game was big. The, the Darren Waller game was huge. James but man, to, to uh... an every-week start. And again, Will still has enough dangerous pieces where he can be favored against any team in any given week. Um, it's just you worry about how the season goes on. Yeah, uh, I definitely. There's a. Tampa's got first round exit written all over him. If I'm being honest, um, like he had a fantastic draft with Devonte Keenan and Christian McCaffrey, but let's look at his bench here he still has Traylon burks for some reason um Traylon burks definitely should have been droppable damian harris completely droppable daniel jones completely droppable craig reynolds i guess is relevant ish now but i would still rather have someone else um jack you may be thinking that will has jeff wilson on his bench because will's a savvy uh a savvy you know uh, Jeff, Wilson. <laughs> Jeff Wilson was the sneaky pickup this week, kind of disappointed. No, no, no. He's just been holding on to Jeff Wilson for <laughs> seven weeks. Uh, finally had his moment in the sun, and I think he had one catch for four yards. So It's so bizarre just like how much Will loves college football but just can't stand the NFL. Like That's got to be racist. <laughs> that's got to be Mr. Manchin out of a – West Virginia, him and Will share the same opinion. It's like, what do you mean you don't like NIL? Like, what? <laughs> Will's, Will's fantasy approach is definitely a relic of the league's past. Uh, it's not a best ball league. Elford, like, is, is this still a top three team? Toss up. I think we got to start with the, you know, the elephant in the room. It's the manager. He's clearly not a top three manager in the league. And um, that's never uh, that's never a good sign for your team. This team's good, not great. I'm not trading my team personally for it. I don't know what y'all think, um, but it's it has potential. There's a couple injury prone guys you see there, but you know I don't I don't love it. I think Jack's right on the first round exit. I say top four team, bottom two owner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're gonna name the other one. Come on, man. <laughs> Bro, you can't you can't win two sackos in a row and then uh, have that's a poor stray. The worst being alone at the bottom um, with at least two other teams not looking nearly as bad. Um, well, um, all right, Declan, I love you. You know that, but this is uh, well. I'll say last year writing's on the wall. Last year, Dche was once the pod's biggest fan, and then he started hating on it, much like Telford did. Um, after he started really <laughs> failing a lot last year. So I hope DJ's listening. I, I, he might have skipped to his segment. Um, this isn't his segment. So maybe we're talking about him in secret. But either way, DJ, if you can hear me, I don't think you're one of the worst fantasy owners. I, I, I think you're a little snake bitten. 
Can you give me a few? Conrad, na- Conrad, name your bottom two then. Bottom two, like over Yeah, Tampi and Tordy. I mean, but like, Tordy's been out of it for a while. I think Tordy would probably call himself one too. I mean, he's 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 been out of practice. This is a matchup between two guys who are easy to root for, though. Tampi versus Tordy. On on the on the other side of it, you had Tordy, who you know he's he had a big trip with Metcalf, which again I think we agreed he at this point is winning, despite the fact that. He missed out on the Jamar Chase 7-11 game. Um, either way, you have, you know, Alvin Kamara just being an insane fantasy machine. Michael I mean, Pittman. He's, he's absurd. Michael Pittman had, like, one catch for, like, 10 yards and then ended that game with, like, a 73-yard touchdown catch that completely saved his game. He's way better with Gardner Minshew than he was with the Ant-Man. I'll say that. Um, and Yeah. Um, Anthony uh, – Real quick, I'm about to bring this up on the pod. Browns defense had twelve. Browns defense had twelve points, um, but had thirty eight dropped on them. I've never seen that before. It was it was it was like a Josh Allen stat line. It was like oh yeah, yeah. to have to have over ten, but have thirty eight dropped on you is crazy. To have thirty eight dropped on you is one of the best deep. I mean, everyone after last week was like, oh, the Browns are the eighty five Bears. They stopped the unstoppable Forty ers and then they got a freaking 38-piece dropped on them at the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts and Gardner Minshew. NFL is weird. I, I will – they did a lot of that – I know it sounds weird, but even the fact that they did have 38 dropped on them, you could still say the defense won them the game because they did have a blocked kick and um, multiple turnovers and sacks. And, then the, uh, and they had the touchdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, really weird game. Like, super, super weird game. But, anyway, Tordy made his big trade, which I all th- I remember um, a few, like, a month ago, we were discussing Tordy's team, and our issue with it was that uh, with Jamar Chase struggling with Gilbert's early failures, we were like, there's not even a single player on this team that you can rely on week by week to have an even, like, great performance. Like, no one on here is a player that you can really count on. And that's why I think... That trade was so necessary. It, it built him so many starting pieces. I think Jalen Waddle's been living in the medical tent for some, some reason. I don't know what's up with that, but obviously a really solid wide receiver too. Went healthy. Alvin Kamara right now, as we said, he's looking like one of the best options in fantasy just because of the weird way that the Saints just keep throwing to him. Uh, and George Pickens had a – with Deontay Johnson back, it's one of those situations where you want the, the, you know, you want the other guy back – because neither of them are the alpha, but when the other one's gone, like, you know, there's, they're too targeted by the defense. Um, so I, I think they both thrive. Blitz off the edge, Cousins throws, and it's taken away by Anderson. Oh! Oh, touchdown! You are joking right now. That is absurd. The hungry dog uh, is barking right now. Oh I just heard Riley lose his mind. Hungry dog uh, is up to 23.5 point points. Game. We got an 8-point oh. game, folks. I I would love Jack uh, – if Metcalf happens to stop by, I'd love, I'd love his take on this right now. But as things stand <laughs> for our pod listeners the next day, we're currently at Metcalf 107, hungry dog oh 99. DJ in Discord, my boys got fight. Metcalf in the Discord, this is fucked. So, guys, this is yeah, one of those. Make sure to, uh, Howdy, how's it? It wasn't even a, oh, my God, Niners, so fraudulent. Uh, oh, 
one of the most no. dynamic pods we've ever had for sure. Uh, oh my god! It hey, wasn't Conrad, even a we're gonna... Mary. He literally just threw it, and the hope was to just spike it or something. Oh my god! We uh, disaster in Metcalf country. Stop it! We uh, we gotta we gotta timestamp this episode. <laughs> one minute or uh, one hour, sixteen minutes into it, eardrums destroyed by Jack. Just make sure you put that there. <laughs> Our listeners, our listeners are going to be in some turmoil, as I was just now. Uh, it's helpful. Timestamp uh, advocacy is actually a uh, – it's, 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 it's for the people. It's for people who are triggered by exactly. loud jack noises. Um, I'm not I'm – not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not putting timestamps <laughs> <laughs> Um. A- anyway, I don't know. You guys have any last thoughts on Tordy's team? Do you guys think Tordy's uh, – he's your pick for the, the Sacco, right, Telford? I think so. I just took a second look at his team, though. I forgot about that masterful trade that he did. Uh, I don't think his team's as worse as the Hungry Dog or Adam's team or a team that we're about to get to. So I think that he'll be a middle-of-the-pack type of guy. Wait, the, the, the team were, what team are we about to get to? I thought we were all about shit on Dawson's team. Oh, shit! <laughs> all right, well, I, I was confused as both of these teams are currently in the playoff picture, but... But the, the final game we will discuss is, um, you know, it's the game that's most up in the air as we go into this pod. We wanted to see how it developed. So I can report that at halftime, as it stands, um, going into this game, I'll note that it was at 50-50 odds. But at halftime, Joe has 4.3 out of Alexander Madison, really getting screwed by 49ers defense with only five and looking pretty bad this game. And then Jake Moody also really screwed him with zero points. Uh he he's gonna need he's gonna need probably a probably I don't know a, a Madison touchdown and a couple field goals from Jake Moody along with the 49ers not falling apart. Um, I think Dawson might pull this one out this week, guys. Yeah, I think he I think he's good. Dawson just keeps finding a way to win. Yeah, what is going on? What is? I don't I, I don't know. It's this is ridiculous. He, um, he's going to have a probably uh, again. This is this is really not settled yet, but he's probably going to have a five and two record after all these like I don't know. It feels like every team that plays against them scores like ninety points or less every week. It's it's pretty funny because um, I'll always root for my boy Dawson. Um, he's he's a great guy. Um, but uh, no, I'd love to. I'd love to hear this. You think tell you think Dawson's the Sacco likely? I'm gonna I'm gonna pause that one back. I was just saying that for uh, for clicks and for views right there. He, oh, uh, I appreciate it. He, he's not the worst, <laughs> and I think that he's a he's a strong uh, you know let's call it bubble playoff team. That if you know his players are in a position, Man's to going excel. to five and two though. No, no, no. no. I okay. I think Telford's right. He's definitely a bubble team. Yeah. I, I think in fantasy, I don't think his team's that bad. No, 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 no. I, I I think that. It's easy to overrate a five and two record um, because you can really start getting off some losses. But um, they, I mean, I think the big thing with Dawson is just it's been perplexing what he's been doing at QB. He brought in, okay, he brought in, he put his money in on the Justin Fields bounce back, you know, big year. And when that fell through, he gave him up for, you know, peanuts with Gus Edwards, who actually had a really good game this week. I'll 21 say that. points. He was he was on the bench, but but um, still, you know, not really a guy that you can start beyond a flex uh, in any given week. Um, and and then he spent thirty dollars in Fab on Jordan Love. I don't know if you thought there was going to be a run for Jordan Love. I mean, look, I'm a big get your guy. If if, if you need to spend up on Fab to make sure you get someone that you you know is going to be that guy, 
But I think that was coming off like uh, Jordan Love, like 24-point performance. Like, you know, that's great as a quarterback, but, you know, we, we kind of knew Jordan Love's a limited QB this year. So now he's not that yeah. Mateus is horrible for him. He's not a good quarterback. Hang on. I, I dropped Jordan Love. I was a Jordan Love drafter. I picked him up in a later round. <laughs> he might present good value. And I dropped his sorry ass because he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't like that. Next thing you know, no, I get a text I, in the group chat from Dawson, all caps, Jordan fucking love, baby. Let's go. Just spent $30 on him. He's going to win in the season. Like, $30. <laughs> zero. Oh, unbelievable. Everyone else spent that he could have got him with zero. <laughs> <laughs> he could have got him with zero. I just couldn't believe that, guys. That that was pre-Justin Fields trade, too. It's not like he traded Justin Fields like, okay, shit, I need a quarterback. That was just like, okay, I need some really good insurance. I finally found the answer. Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the blunder of the year. Um, no, I – but look, at, at the end of the day, um, this is a team that has uh, – again, it, it's not a bad team. It's It's – I think Josh Jacobs has been underperforming. I think Pacheco has been performing at the level that we should expect him to keep performing at. I think that was a good trade on Noswad's part. Um, even though, you know, Jameer Gibbs, Jack, he's, he's doing his own thing. Um, Stefan Diggs, as we said, is just consistent. We see that all caps Diggs text from Noswad every week. You can, you, you can expect <laughs> that. Um, this is a, this is a team that uh, he's trying to put his emotions to the side when it comes to guys like Lockett and Michael Thomas um, I, I, wish I think he's been decent at this year. Uh, clearly the Gus Edwards flex start would have been a safe victory for him this year, this week. So, you know, maybe not, but all things considered, I think that this is a team that keep, uh, he said it on the pod, he admitted himself. He's like, look, I know I'm not scoring a lot of points, but beat me. If you hate it so much, then beat me. And you know, as of now, it's only happened twice. So yeah, I mean, Jack, like you, you, you like this team? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, biggest issue is quarterback, but besides that, I, I don't think it's bad at all. Um, and unlike a lot of teams, the bench is actually not super, super garbage. Like, there's definitely tradable slash startable players in there. Yeah, no, I'm, in, I'm into it. Um, Who would you trade I, for on I the bench? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I would trade for any of them, but, like, I think my – who should Conrad trade for then? I think <laughs> Gus Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and then Eagles defense, the frauds they are sitting on his bench. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I kind of you you got to come home now. You no, gotta, no, I was I was texting Noswell on the side about that. The Eagles do have a matchup next. I I know we're talking about defense right now. I just want to I want to note this for the audience why I dropped the Eagles defense. They they do have the uh, at Commanders next week, which is is a start, even though they struggled against them this year. Uh, earlier this year, they only got three points. But, that's a smash. But that's still the reason I the reason I dropped the Eagles defense is because uh, their upcoming schedule was the Miami Dolphins, the Commanders game, and then the Cowboys by Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks. I mean, that's like you're not going to put defense on your bench for eight weeks. So I was I I had to drop that. I, I should just to like maybe start them against the Seahawks. Right, and that's again that's like seven weeks later. So I I should have looked more at the schedule when I drafted them a little bit earlier this year. But whatever, I'm 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 moving on. I'm going to become a streamer on defense. Streamer is usually I think a better strat than just sitting on a defense no matter what. Um, with some exceptions, obviously. But I disagree. Personally, I think the best play well, I mean, is um, Telford, you, you draft in the last round and then just pick the best one. T- Telford, you experienced that against me earlier this year. I mean, you you went with your Cowboys no matter what, even though it was clearly a pretty 
terrifying game. It, it almost costed you. I mean, they, they, they took away three points from your, from your final score. Um, I, I think it's good to hold on to a top defense if they're that good. But all things considered, uh, you know, there's always going to be a team that's playing the Panthers or, I don't know, the Broncos. And some weeks you're going to get screwed, but I think most weeks you're going to have someone that's going to go out there and put up six to ten points for you. That's fact. All right, let's 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 finish it off with Joe. Um, I got one word – well, I got three words, boom or bust. I think this is not a floor team. This is a boom team. Um, specifically with Raheem and DJ Moore. And Jalen Hurts has a nice floor. But uh, Cup did not – was not able to get it done this week. He's clearly not been on a snap count because he's popped off the past two weeks. Um, got – Game scripted out, no, because they were playing down. Um, just the targets, especially the deep ones, were going to Puka. Yeah, I mean, we 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 talked about we just talked about with Noswad. He said very little points scored against them, but Joe even less so. I mean, a lot of the six and zero record is on the by far lowest amount of points scored in this league. Um, again, I I think that you got to just you got to just play your matchup and win. It's a, a win is a win, so. It is what it is, but I mean, I, I don't disagree, Jack. I, I think that I, I still I, I'm kind of done talking about who won or lost that trade between you guys because so many injuries are factoring into that. Well, one injury. No, like Achan. Achan affects most. Jefferson was obviously the main piece in that trade, and then Cooper Cup. There's just a, there's, there's a lot on the table. I, I think if you want to see who won that trade, what it's going to come down to is. Who's performing in the playoffs? Um, Man, I'm just happy I've Etienne. Um, I, I <laughs> okay, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Let's just um, move on, bro. You're obsessed with Etienne. We all know we. Yeah. Like, That's like the time you've mentioned him, but um, top three running back in the league. But but no, I mean I mean look, I, I think that Joe's team. It, look, if Joe's team was three and three, which they very well could be if they had slightly different matchups this year. Um, we wouldn't really be talking about him in such vaunted language, but you know, again, I, I respect any team that can find a way to win. So he's six and zero. He could still be seven and zero after tonight, but he's looking likely to take his first L. Either way, I think this this is a this is a team. Look, I, I was I was also you know, guy. I'm a, I've been firing off some trade talks recently, but with Joe, I was saying, look, I honestly think that you like it would be very hard for you to miss the playoffs. You should still. Obviously, be trying to win so you can get the bye week as well. You have to set yourself up. But you're right. I think the main priority yeah. if, if we're we're still weeks. We're still like a month and a half away from the playoffs. But you, you're honestly a good enough team and have bought yourself enough insurance that any move go you get, should make. Go get one of these running backs. Any move you should make should be about those week 15, 16, and seventeen. In, in my opinion. Yeah, this I mean, team is I'm... mid. This team is the definition of mid, and he can upgrade, and he should. But this is not a scary team. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Joe lose four out of the next five. There's just not a lot going for him. I don't don't think that's a hot take at all, especially with buys coming up. Yeah. I mean, this was a bad bye week for a lot of people. But, um, man, you – this is probably the floor. I mean, you know, uh, Raheem Mostert is not guaranteed to get three touchdowns every week. yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you're probably you're most likely making the playoffs if you're Joe. But that would be them. ridiculous. If Joe misses the playoffs, that would be the greatest collapse of all time. Yeah, no, that's fair. If he um, misses it, Conrad, would you shave your head? <laughs> why would I? Why would I agree to that? 
were better punishment ideas with like get a nose piercing. <laughs> yeah, Zoe still thinks that we should do that as our punishment. Um, I don't love the Waffle House idea just because I think it's a little played out. I think it's gonna be hilarious. Don't get me. Oh, wrong. it's gonna be so um, good. It, I, it, I know. A live stream, know. bro. That's gonna be sick. The, the, the live stream. The live stream has huge. I'm a little concerned that if a guy like Tisha wins uh, or a guy like Jack, um, who don't have Instagrams, you're gonna have to get creative. You're gonna have to get creative. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just make a Twitch stream or something. But no, but that's the issue. Is live? There's a big difference yeah. between live streaming on an Instagram account with over a thousand followers on your personal Instagram for 16 hours, or sending brother, a- I, brother, I haven't touched a thousand followers. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, a, a guy like Telford, he's got he's got the logo <laughs> squad behind him. He's he's probably I know he's, okay. he's got those he's got those Dallas the Vanderbilt Andy girls, bro. I'm sure. All right, Andy, started, Andy goes crazy. Yeah, they Andy. probably go crazy. Telford probably picked up 600 followers within a month of Andy. That's fair. Oh, Diplo, Diplo. Oh shit. He did have the three with Diplo. <laughs> that that's clout, Telford. That's not clout. I got four hundred <laughs> pending requests right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. Mostly, mostly dudes. <laughs> all dudes. No, it's all dudes. I can't believe Telford let me follow. Him. Oh my god. <laughs> I just get to see, I just get to see his Instagram. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, no, guys, this is this was great. This was a really great segment. It was it was a fun week, and again, I, a lot of that's influenced by by me finally turning things around. But it was just a, it was a weird week. It was a wacky week. It was a fun week, and I'm excited to see how things go forward. But Telford, I know you want to do a bit of a trade discussion before we get to our last segment. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you want to discuss trades or put a guy on the trade block, but we can start with your uh, Mixon B Rob trade. What do you want to say about that? Yeah, that's what I was thinking to start off with. Uh, I think that I saw the all the comments in the chat were like, oh, this trade won't do anything, whatever. I think this trade has huge potential to move the needle. I texted Frank because <laughs> I saw his team was, was in trouble, needed to get out of a bye week. So I thought maybe I, I could take advantage of him at a time of need. I was able to. Joe Mixon is going to have a fantastic second half of the year. Classic. He will come up. Classic manipulator move. Jesus Christ. Classic, right? Hale <laughs> okay. is old as time. And uh, someone went. Someone went to Vanderbilt. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think that I think B Rob is. You know, it's he's looking bad the past three four weeks. Not as as good as he was looking at the beginning of the year. So I thought it was time to move on, and I did. I got now. I'm starting three guys that I traded for, which is a rarity and a part of my new and improved strategy to avoid the telly oh. special this year. Hasn't played out just oh. yet, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, I was about to – Telford, you're currently pulling a telly special. You, you've lost like I, I know. Three just give it time, brother. Give it. Hey, that, that is true. Give it time, though. Anyways, <laughs> that's segment one of the I'm rooting for you, Telford. Appreciate that. Um, I think that that's what I wanted to highlight. I thought Conrad nice trade. I didn't get a chance to comment on it. I thought it was pretty fair on both sides of the deal. The competing offer, Conrad, I know I alluded to that a lot, was yeah. Tony P and Tony P and DK for Mixon and um, somebody else on Frankie's team that wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> who was it? Um, in Olave, yeah, it was going to be that. And so I was just trying to play with you a little bit. Your your trade was definitely better for me. I don't think I faced <laughs> yeah. you like everybody else said, but no, I, I mean. Pretty- for a trade. No, I don't. I, would, I I don't think it was a sleeve. I think that was one of the more fair trades. I saw both sides. Yeah, I'm. I'm, and it's it, it is going to come down. And again, I, I don't think 
injuries can really be considered when we discuss things like fleece. So it's it's going to come down to if to me what it most comes down to is the Tony P and Eckler aspect of it. If if uh, assuming they're healthy, if Eckler returns to what we've seen even this in week one this year, and if um, Tony P can keep performing what our opportunity is telling us rather than <laughs> sometimes what our eyes tell us. Because a lot of times, man, for, for how vaunted he is in like the projections and stuff like that, like he, he doesn't look good sometimes out there. Like he'll, he'll break away for some yeah. big plays. But like a, a big part of that is just the Cowboys offensive line, which we've gotten so used to being so elite, just lets guys through before Tony P gets the line so it's 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 a little tough out there for him but um uh, but all things considered I, I I'm, I'm excited to start him every week I by far the best running back on my team until HN gets back so um yeah no we'll see on that one definitely definitely a good trade um but yeah I uh I I think that's really the only trades that have gone down recently now I, I will say guys I, I think this is I think there could be some a big trade brewing I feel like this is Normally that time of the year where no matter what the specifics of the trade are, a lot of teams are looking to make moves. Like I said, I think a team like Joe maybe, like trying to make moves for the playoffs. A team like, I don't know, like uh, like, a, like a Cambo who doesn't like the direction his team's going in, like you know, firing off a trade. I, I think we could see some trades and one-ups, which you guys noted on last week's pod, there has definitely been less one-ups this year, at least uh, rate-wise, than we saw last year. Yeah, yeah, bit of small amount. I see, I see all of this. All right, y'all want to? I think. Well, hang on, hang on. Our... One sec. One sec. I, I'm making a, a an appeal right now. Minute one hour thirty four minutes into this, I want to see. I'm actually <laughs> begging to see Joe Russell, Cambo, and the Hungry Dog make a trade this week or next. I think those three teams. A three way are... three way trade. No, no, no. He's no, just saying, silly, my man. Those three teams need to make a trade. <laughs> they need to make a move. Get something exciting going. That's what I want to talk about in this trading block. And I'm, uh, I'm curious what you guys think should be in play. I know we already talked about Cambo's team. Yeah, let's, this is a call-out. This is an official call-out. And I'm curious uh, who you think should be uh, should be moved around. Yeah, no. T- t- uh, Alfred, trade Bijan, uh, trade Derrick Henry, Orbreeze Hall. And who was the last one? Joe Russell. Joe. Joe Russell, trade Cooper Cup. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about trading Cooper Cup coming off his worst game. But um, I, yeah, but the value's still there. I still don't think it's like, oh, Cooper Cup had a bad game. He's not worth as much. Teleport, like, I think I think that's still fine. I think those are good choices. Uh, did you make those choices because those are three teams that haven't done trades this year? No, I think that they have the potential to reap uh, outsized rewards and returns if they are making trades. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think that my team should make a trade. I've been fairly active recently. Both of your teams had a good week this week. Maybe you play the sell high. But I think those three teams, like you said, have been a little quiet. I've been maybe right. a little frustrated. I think Joe's taking a turn for the worse. Obviously, the hungry dog's not where he wants to be, but where he's used to being. So <laughs> those three need to <laughs> brutal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, lo- I like that, Telford. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I, I, Telford, I agree. I, I guess if, if you want me to call out specifics. I think if I'm Joe, I'm doing <laughs> not to sabotage if this is what he's planning to do. Um, but I'm doing whatever I can to get off of both of his running backs and try to yeah. cash in for for make I guess just lateral moves for different running backs. I think when Khalil Herbert gets back, he's startable every week, so that's you don't have to necessarily worry about that. And Jalen, yeah, Warren, but I don't I don't think that's like fantastic. Still, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Jalen Warren's like a 
decent flex play, but again, not fantastic. I think you have an issue here with Madison and Mostert, I think are both expiring goods. And I would just do whatever I can to, to try to switch that up because I, I would be pretty worried about the direction that's going, especially with a team that has some holes, um, you know, basically a no tight end situation. Um, and, you, you know, I, obviously uh, the wide receiver room is one of the best. It's the best in the league with JJ and Cup and DJ Moore. Um, so, again, I, I think you can make some movement there. Um, and I think with the hungry dog, I guess what I'll say about that is I, I honestly feel like I don't like how DJ's approach this year where I feel like he's kind of worried about getting screwed over in a trade this year. Um, I did get one trade with him um, where he got screwed over. So I guess that's why. <laughs> but uh, he dropped Hunter Henry two weeks after he got him in a trade. Um, but uh, no, I – I we've said to stay the course with with him, but I think just I would hit up some people's lines and say, look, you want Bijan, you want Jonathan Taylor, you want I don't know Jordan Addison off this big game, like like you want Rasheed Rice, like he's got a lot of guys that I think a lot of uh, you know Metcalf yep, might 100%. want. To do, I think you should go for it. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, I like well, all those. One last thing. One last thing here. I think. If I'm Metcalf, I should be trying to trade Dalton Kincaid, like my life depended on it this week. Dawson Knox hurt his hand. Kincaid has a great week. You have Sam Laporta, obviously. You don't need two tight ends. I think that has the potential to be a splash play with a lot of teams with shitty wide, or shitty tight ends. That's a good point. I, I, like, I like that. I like I, that a lot. I, you, I, I like your takes here, Telford. I like your takes. Appreciate that. Telford's super right. on this spot. Yeah, um, Telford, Telford locks. Well, all right. Let's get let's get to the last part, Conrad. Jack Jack wanted to end the night with um uh, uh one hot take in real life and one hot take in fantasy um pertaining to I guess our fantasy hot takes can either be about fantasy production for individual players or teams in this league. Um, you can choose. So Jack, I'll let you start this segment with your real NFL hot take. All right. This one, I've seen it play out a million times in the past. Um, how many times has this happened where a player is taken, you know, a little sussy, you know, a little Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. My scolding hot take for this coming year, and, you know, I'm a big draft guy, Drake May number one overall. Mm. I think it's, it's going to happen. I think uh, Caleb Williams has – I think it's – I'm not saying it's a lock by any means, but he I just think lost it has to a, a one in five team at home, bro. Yeah, but yeah, no. Oh man, Caleb went. Caleb went number one. Yeah, how many times? How many times have we? I, I also I don't feel the need to defend myself. How many times have we seen <laughs> um, just like someone, a white quarterback with a big arm, get drafted just like ever so highly? And like, bro, the Justin Fields year. It happens where Justin Fields was at the end of the season, the consensus number two, and then all the draft heads and these dumb general managers talk themselves into evaluating Zach Wilson as number two overall. And Trey Lance, same thing. Um, where, like, a clear guy, you know, doesn't have the best, blah, 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 and then here comes Drake May. Um, yeah, I can see it happening, especially if the Bears end up with number one overall. Um, I think the Bears would definitely take Drake May because they're a bad franchise. I think they trade that pick. They, I don't think they dropped a quarterback at all. Oh, that's a hot take. Oh, that is a that's a hot I, take. Guys, um, I, I can't believe what I'm what I'm hearing right now. 
Caleb Williams. Conrad, I'm not saying it's the right decision. I'm just saying it's what I think is no. going to happen. I've seen this play out a million times. Jack, believe me, I, I think you definitely understood the assignment of a hot take, but that is that is that is a level five hot take. Uh, Caleb Very Williams. I think Caleb Williams is a, one of the best quarterbacks. He is the most like, similar ever. player to Mahomes. I, I have actually watched a lot of Caleb Williams this year, and he is the most similar. Like I just watch him now. I'm, I'm watching Mahomes out there. I think USC doesn't have. A very good idea about the game scripts, and I just, especially man, that last week game was a little devastating. But the the way that it's, it's not the Notre Dame game kind of put a target on Caleb Williams' back. Some people had overreactions. I mean, don't get it twisted. He is still like we all know if Patrick Mahomes went to I don't know like the the New York Jets or the Cleveland Browns or some defunct franchise, he would we people would not be talking about him in such vaunted terms. He's he is, in my opinion, the best quarterback ever. But a huge part of that is the development and the system in which you work in. I think – Look, I'm not saying Caleb is going to be a bust or Drake May is better than him. I'm just saying I've seen this happen a million times where someone not as good gets taken number one or number two overall over, like – That's fair. Someone who just performed better in college. No, that's, that's Jack's seen good. in his life a maximum of 23 drafts, but – He's seen it happen a million times That's all right. So we can just put this one to bed. <laughs> okay. No. Nah. Um wait. Okay. All right, let me let, let me get my other one. All right. Oh, my, no. This one's no, 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 are, no, we no. Doing, are we doing are we doing hot? Are we We'll do the end of the okay, well, I, I got a hot take. I think All right, nerd. This is a this is a two-part hot take. I think that the Atlanta Falcons, you heard me, the Atlanta Falcons should trade for a guy like Kirk Cousins. And if they traded for a guy like Kirk Cousins, this year could immediately be an NFC contender. I disagree just because it takes a while for a quarterback to get used to a system. But I don't hate the take. I, I think the Falcons are a much better team than anyone thinks because they're such a memes team and they're led by Desmond Ritter, which I don't think will do anything special with them. But I like they, they win games against good to decent teams or stay competitive against teams, uh, uh, good to great teams. With Desmond Ritter, without going to Bijan enough, without going to Cal Pitts enough, I think the Arthur Smith thing is a big problem too. But I, I think this is this really comes down to a uh, mostly quarterback, also a little bit head coach issue. I, I think the Falcons are one of those sleeping giants where if the one or two guys could immediately turn this team into a Super Bowl competitor team. Oh, that's I mean, crazy. the NFC is weaker, but. I don't know. They also have the best kicker. I don't hate the take. It's true. True. (laughs) They could just put Young Wei Ku at quarterback. All right, Kelly, hit us with it. Uh All right, this is going to be a very unpopular take considering the audience. Um, This is pending the unusual year that this team doesn't have a CBS receipt long list of injured players. But I think that this is the year the Baltimore Ravens go in and win the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't hate that. Someone listened to part of my take today. Oh, I was uh, going to say, oh, someone listened is that, to is that what they Chris said? <laughs> I think you just hear some big Chris Broussard guy. I, I, don't, I don't hate that take at all, actually. I don't listen to either. Um, For the record, this is an organic take. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're nasty. Um, oh, yeah, so just, I, uh, just to clarify, you're saying that if you had to choose right now who was going to win the Super Bowl, you would pick the Ravens? Uh, not straight up. I, I'd say that in terms of hot take, like I think there's real four real contenders, Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, Eagles. And the, I mean, obviously those three are 
everybody else is picking them, but nobody's really saying that the, the Ravens are up there in that conversation, I don't think. Okay. Well, shit, San Francisco is looking to go down 5-2. Uh, and two. They might be considered frauds here shortly. Um, I don't hate that take at all. The Ravens look disgusting. Um, if their offense can get going, uh, right on. Um, I, don't, I actually don't know a lot about their defense this year. It's, they seem good. I mean, I know Roquan Swift is great. Um, so we'll see. Uh, their run first team, which could benefit the Chiefs, possibly. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think it. I think it all hinges on Lamar. Guys, I just want to say Jordan Addison just had another catch for 11 yards. We are now looking at a six point game. <laughs> if, if Addison gets oh, the brother here, this is this is insane. This is this this is crazy. <laughs> I, 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 I might need to get at least one of you to hop back on with me if Jordan Addison ends up winning this uh, <laughs> for, for a quick lead. Well, we'll get we'll get tell well we'll get uh, Telford to be replaced by Metcalf. <laughs> Um, anyway, no, Telford, I don't think that's a, I don't actually don't think that's as hot of a take as Jack and I's takes, but I, cause I, I think it's, it's more likely to happen. Um, but, uh, I, not a lot of people are talking about it yet. I, I think if the Ravens were in the NFC, I would be inclined to say that they are my pick to make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. I'll give you that, but I, I don't, I don't see them. I mean, I, I I guess I can see them beating the Bengals, which is big. Maybe the Chiefs. You know, it's a it's a good matchup. If if they beat the Chiefs, then yeah, the the Super Bowl invitational is theirs. But yeah, I, I think that's a fair take. What's your what's your Jack? What's your uh, fantasy football take? Um, mine is for later down the season, but I think Keaton Mitchell becomes a league winner, uh, running back three currently. Started off the season as running back four on the Ravens. I've what? never heard of that guy in my life. <laughs> what are you talking about? Mitchell, <laughs> that was <bro>. ridiculous, bro. <laughs> bro, bro what? Hour forty six minutes. Jack's most ridiculous take I've ever heard. <laughs> I thought you didn't hear you right. <laughs> Not uh, just uh. Oh wait, he might be injured. Uh, <laughs> that was week to week. We're chilling. That. Jack, that what is your actual fantasy hot take? You're a moron. That, that what? That was it. Keaton <laughs> Mitchell, who's week week with a hamstring injury on the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> becomes a league winner in like you know week three thirteen. Well, all right, last playoff. time we're gonna get to do this segment, bro. You just ruined it. <laughs> okay, fine. You want me to fine? Najee Harris doesn't be dog shit for three weeks straight. I don't know. What, what do you want? <laughs> okay. What's yours, Telford? My hot take. We're also midway through the season. My hot take is that after starting 6-0, Wyco's finest loses five out of the last seven games. I just looked at his schedule. While there's a lot of a lot of stinkers he's got ahead of him, a lot of dumpy teams, he still loses five of those games. Ooh. Interesting. That's a, no, that's I think that's valid. I was also thinking a, a league specific hot take in the standings as well. Um I don't I, I guess mine's mine's a more positive one. And um as much as it pains me to give flowers to my co-host. Um, my hot take is, even though I do not believe, I do not believe <laughs> that Jack's team is the most dangerous, the most scary, or is going to win the championship, I do think that Jack's team, as it stands today, is the best team in the league. 
Boom. Boom. Heard, heard it from resident fantasy guru. <laughs> oh, now I'm five himself. No, I honestly, I, if, I, I think that Jack has put himself together a team that has a great starting roster and a great bench. You guys know it takes a lot for me to give Jack his flowers. But um, this, is, this is a team that – and, you know, he's also, he's also made trades. He avoided the Justin Jefferson IR – issue um jack's made some good moves surprisingly so for a three and four team but look he's also a playoff team oh. um and i think that i think oh. that with jack it's going to come down to um yeah I mean, I mean it's not really gonna come down to anything actually because i think this team is going to be able to continue to function whether big guys get down or whatever i guess what it comes down to is starting the right guys so i guess jack fantasy manager aside you have the best lineup that is my fantasy football yeah. hot take. What was I going to – yeah. Well, so if you want a little sneak into the head of myself. No, thanks. Um, I pro- <laughs> I'll probably just be starting Garrett Wilson, and then I'll put uh, uh, what does not Jameer Gibbs in the flex. If anyone's, if anyone's interested. Um, what I really need is uh, Derek Henry to go down and then Tajay. Well, okay, Jack. Uh, this guy's here for an injury again. We're- that's bro, a, you were root, bro, you were rooting for a hawk injury like two hours ago. That's a <laughs> that's an ugly note to end on. Look, look, that's an ugly note to end on. But and maybe we'll I'll come back at least if if we have some crazy ending with this Dche Metcalf game. But either way, um, thank you guys so much for joining us. This pod is currently at one hour and fifty minutes. I don't even know how much I'm going to cut. So the boys might be in. Probably not a lot. Listen, we we got some banger content, Connor. Got some got some banger content for sure. Uh, Vikings are currently at the one yard line, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, I, I have one one final closing note. As it stands now, as long as Ayuk nor Addison do anything crazy, our three teams are the top three scoring teams in the league this week. Hey, so. that's big. That's that's big. Uh... That's big pod energy. That's what being a top dog is all about, guys. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Telford, you're losing. That's, that, that is why we were the three most hated team in the league. Um, but why, why are you throwing me in there? Uh, why, Jack, why? Jack, you're definitely. <laughs> so, you, okay, I'm sorry, Jack. Who do you think is more hated than you in the league as far as the – Oh, that's a good question. Well, I guess that's, that's my you was, I put you two as 1A and 1B. Oh, okay. And then you <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, Addison, probably... Hang on, Addison. Addison catch didn't get in though. He's on the two stopped on the two yard line. Dodge the bullet there. It's getting spicy. It's getting spicy. Uh, still, uh, still catch though. Man, that'd be crazy. But thanks, guys, so much for joining. I, mean, I can literally hear Riley just screaming. Please not Addison. <laughs> <laughs> we got some. The fireworks are truly starting for the league. I can't wait to see where everything ends and uh, good luck with all your with all your scheming this week. Thank you guys. Love you boys. Looking forward to talking to you too. What kind of feeling?